Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to the Rap Podcast the place to catch up on all the regional and national rugby in Wales. You can find us on all the usual social media platforms and message us through there if you want, or you can email us on welshregionalrugbypod at gmail.com. So all the boring stuff out of the way, let's talk rugby. Welcome to the second part of Harley and Hugh's conversation with Francisco Isaac discussing all things tier two uh, and in this section all things Portugal. Uh, this one's an emotional one. Sit back and enjoy. So I think without much further ado, we've 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 you know I think we've tortured Francisco long enough. He's, no, he's no, kind of, you're, tur- you're not tortured. For those, for those for those listening, those listening, I think he's been a bit getting a bit <laughs> antsy. So I think it's time to talk about. Ev- I think possibly everyone's second team at this World Cup, apart from maybe Fiji's, and that that is Portugal. So I th- I think I'm just going to sit back and let Francisco wax lyrical and let's see what. Let's see what, what what we want to hear. What? So, give me a question and I'll answer it. What what tactic do you... So, I asked you a question after the Wales... Sorry, after mm-hmm. the Australia-Portugal game. Yeah. I said, Portugal are very nice to watch, but do they need to change to win rugby matches? And you said no. Do you think you've been proved right? Uh, <clears throat> it's difficult to say if I... If I... My voice is hearing, right? Can yes. you hear my voice, right? Okay, sorry. Um, so I think they don't need to change. They need to be more patient with the ball. They work well the phases outside of the 22, uh, the, the, the adversaries 22. When they get in it or very close to it and they have an advantage over the line, they are already seeing the try, but they are not seeing how to get to it. And they get like really 
accelerated and exhilarated and everything with ate it in the end. And that doesn't help. Uh, Thomas Appleton, who I want to make, uh, you're going to send him this part to him. You're going to Instagram and send it to him to listen this part. Thomas, which is a massive, a good friend of mine that played with me and against me for a long time and so on and talked for like years, um, said something that was very important to understand that Portugal was doing everything well. We are not being patient enough. We have to be more calm or moderate when we get to those parts of the, of the pitch. And that took the chance of us to get an upset against Wales, against Australia, and maybe even Georgia, because there were three tries that were certain tries, but someone didn't pass the ball because they were already seeing the line. And I think you could sum the worst parts of the Portugal's crazy type of attack or rugby champagne 2.0 is Nicolas Martins' mistry against Australia. It was a five against one. It was a certain try. I was already up this. I was always like this. And I was saying, yes, my Menino, Menino is, is my boy. Yes, yes. And then when I saw Callaway coming, I said, no, step in, step in. Well, he dived and I, it's, that's a problem. I think sometimes oxygen doesn't get so quickly inside their heads and they miss it. But when you get to Fiji, it changed. It changed. They got like really patient, right? Really patient. And it worked fine with them. Uh, well, they were patient in the second half. In the first half, they weren't because we, you had flankers kick doing cross kicks, which was completely ludicrous. You had props doing back passes, like Mac, uh, and hookers. Tadger was, uh, I've just interviewed him for amazing. Uh, yeah. Mate, I just interviewed him for for AB World magazine, and uh, he's a good friend of mine too. And uh, I'm I'm going to not try saying this. And I asked him, okay, what just popped in your mind to kick the ball? And he said, well, um, I was alone, no one was next to me, and I know how to kick, and I kicked, and I said, okay. That's he fine, he really looks like he knew what he was doing, didn't he? Like the way he, he picked his spot. But that's not the question. The question is not why did he kick? The question is why was he the one who was chasing the ball? I, I, have, I, have, I have the answer. I have the answer. Um, I think if I give you the answer, I, I won't spoil the... Oh, well, I don't know. Now if I, I don't know if I'm going to... I, do you know, I, I, I think if... I, I I kind of want maybe we'll maybe if you tell us offline, but then it will hopefully the no, listeners will okay. we'll go on. and read I your. <laughs> but I, 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 then my editor, my chief editor, is going to be angry with me. But I can say to you that, and this I can tell you because I I talk with some players what they thought about it. So let me share you with some players. I asked <clears throat> Rafael Simões, uh, the number eight, what he thought, and he said, "Well, uh, we were attacking well." We lost the ball. We saw, I think it was Habozio or Obotia who kicked the ball. I don't remember. And we were like shocked because we thought no one was in the back. And when I turned my head, was Mike there. 
and then I talk with Beth Curry and Beth, Beth Ben Kutcher, and I like start sprinting like my lungs came out of my of my mouth because I wanted to go help Mike to get the ball and, and kick. But then I saw him just doing that pose, that kicker's pose. And I said, why, Mike? Why, Mike? And then he kicked beautifully and said, okay, Mike. Okay, Mike. You're right. And there's an explanation for it. Mike is a football, like, massive fan. Uh, Olympic Marseille. So, and he, in Portugal's uh, training, he kicked a lot uh, in the off part of the, of the training. So he likes to drop the ball, kick. He's very good playing football. I can say to you, he plays massively well, like Lionel Messi in disguise. <laughs> and I think it's something, and this is a, an advertisement for coaches out there. If a kid wants to kick a ball in training or in the off parts of training, let him, even if he's a prop. Because it's an ability they can um, tune in and get better. And you never know if, if at a certain point they must rely on it like Tadger did. Tadger in the top 14 is known for kicking the ball and doing great kicks. You, you go to YouTube and Mike Tadger grubber kick, Mike Tadger cross kick. You can find the, the, the most delicious uh, moments in, in French rugby. And I think that sums up the French rugby culture because even a hooker can kick the ball like he's Dan Carter. So read the magazine. So, frantically Googling. <laughs> so read the, the interview for Rugby World Magazine because it's going to be a, fa a very fun one and emotional too. I, there, I mean, there was one thing I was talking to Hugh through the game and I actually commented, I think that was the best in kick out of hand that Portugal did that that kick to clearance because I, I mean the one the one thing I would say with Portugal is I don't want them to change the way they play but I do think they need to sharpen up a kicking their kicking game because I think it can um uh, for those on the, I I think I don't want them to stop attacking but I feel like you know the way France use kicking as an extra way of attacking in the sword and and just sometimes you just need to get out of your 22 and I think that's something they they sometimes struggled with, but not. No, I mean, I'm not sure who it was. I don't know if it was just because of Masix. I, I, it might have been Appleton. It might or one of the other players. They commented saying something along the lines of, you know, we, you know, they after. I think it might have been after the Australia game. They said we need to sharpen up on our mistakes because we can get away with it in rugby in the Rugby Europe Championship, but we can't necessarily against these bigger teams. So um... actually, I think it was nice to see them just sort of saying. We weren't necessarily as good as good as we could have been, but we know how we're going to get better now. And uh, you know, I think it's going to be everyone very much looking forward to seeing them play next. I can't wait for the Rugby Europe next year. I can't yeah. wait. It's going to be proper fun. But let, let me. Sorry, wait, go ahead. Sorry. Let just answer quickly. I think the kicking was good, mainly uh, overall. Uh, because he was, I think, was the only team that did three fifty twenty twos in the World Cup, so it shows. Um, Geraldine Portela is not a great kicker. He's a good kicker. Uh, normally, a fly half needs to to kick well, but for the Portugal re attacking system, Portela is better because he knows how to pass the ball. He knows how to move. He's slick. He's quick. 
He's reliable on tackling and so on. And I think I'm not disagreeing with you, Harley, but see against Fiji that massive kick from, I think, Oris Portela or Cardoso Pinto. They kicked the high ball that Portela catched in the air against Makala. Yeah. Makala, sorry, Makala. And fell to the ground and Ben Gordon kicked for the tr- starting strike. Portugal knows how to quick kick well. I think the problem is sometimes they want to rush things. And at this level, you can't rush things. You have to be patient, calm, breathe a little. No, like they did in the last 30 seconds against Fiji. Receive the ball, keep it in, phase, phase, kick it out. That's it. And sometimes you, it didn't happen that way because you had Portela, Nuno Sosaged, um, Storti, Marta, uh, Ball, 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 or Nicolas Martins because they want to play around like they are the All Blacks. And I think that's a thing that's good. Sometimes they must, must be calmer. So I've got two more two more questions. Uh, yeah. First is, were you as shocked as I was to see the Portuguese defence <laughs> sending Fiji's biggest runners backwards multiple metres? Now, after the World Cup, I can reveal that I had made a prediction. I did. I thought Portugal was going to win against Georgia and against Fiji with two wins. Um, I got almost right. And I thought in the last game against Fiji, uh, we were going to shock everyone by attacking well, but defending like hard, hard, hard. And I, that was the thing that, but that mainly stopped Fiji from getting a win against us because they couldn't adapt to our defense. They fought by just running for like 60 minutes against the, the tackler. It, at, some, at a certain point, it would break the tackler. So Portugal would get tired and start doing mess, missed tackles. But when we, you empower a team in defense, you're going to lose that match. And when I saw, I don't remember who's the Fijian player that went against Martins and Lima and, went, and was picked over and carried for like for almost eight meters, I said, okay, it's done. We're going to win this. We go, Portugal is going to win this like if Fiji likes, likes it or not. And everyone will understand be, Besides me, were looking to me and saying, uh, one person actually believed it was David Andrade from Publico that said, we're going to win this because defense is being completely ridiculous. Uh, Francisco Fernandes got injured in the shoulder by doing a try saving tackle in, inside the goal area. He got the, his shoulder popping, and that's how a team is built. It's on belief, it's a system that works. It's not just. Um, it's, it's just not heart, it's mind. They know how to tackle, low, strong. Uh, you have to go up and drive. And that's it. And Portugal is perfect. Um, and I think that's what the thing that, that Fiji and Sa- Simon Halvui uh, was in- impressed because Portugal really, really put up a defensive structure and system that blowed everyone away. Yeah, I think. Okay, I, I think I, that's my, what. Sorry, go ahead. I just got one more question. Yeah, go ahead, Harley. You go. You sorry, go. Sorry, sorry about this. Uh, yeah, so the thing that impressed me most about Fiji was actually, and not just, <laughs> but you know, against all the teams, like their defensive system was just so great. And I think Wales, I think Fiji tried to 
for, fell into the same trap Wales where I think because I remember when we did we did a live stream and I said Wales just look like they're just trying to knack a Fiji out by just running just keep running and running and fast but their fitness was just not dropping they you know they they seem to relish every tackle and they seem to then we sort of took the Georgian blueprint of what Fiji did with a bit of how Wales defended Fiji and somehow managed to come up with the better system than both. And, you know, they seem to be able to accept, you know, they, they were able to knock Fijians backwards while still keeping people on their feet and getting over the ball. And I don't know how, unless they snuck another 15 players on, I don't know how they managed to just keep that space so filled. I was like, as someone who, I'm a bit more of a defensive now. So like, I, I love, uh, you know, I, I will, I will quite happily watch a 13-12 game as I will will a, a, a 38-42 if, if, you know, if it's more about the defence has been great than the tackle not necessarily working. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, the physical challenge is the bit I love. So, but I mean, yeah, I was just so impressed with Portugal with that. Okay, yeah. my last fun question for Francisco. Um, oh. I, I want you, Francisco, to tell me if you could have one Welsh player play for Portugal, who would it be? And then afterwards, I will tell you which Portugal player I would have for Wales. <sighs> Shite. <laughs> Rob. Oh, Jesus. Um, it's, it seems like I'm being arrogant with you guys in everywhere in the world. Um, I'm going to pick someone. Uh, nothing against Stevie Cerqueira. Nothing against him. If Stevie hears this, I love him. He's a great line-out player and a massive tackler. Uh, but I will, would pick Will Rollins for Portugal. That's a great choice. Yeah, a pairing yeah. with Madeira. A pairing with Madeira, Jose Madeira, in Portugal. It will be, uh, it will be incredible. That's a great. They see, there's a there's a rugby man. He's not gone for Lewis Rizama. He's not gone for Dan Bigger. He's gone for a second row. I absolutely love it. Yeah, and I'll tell you who I think. The... Sorry, go ahead, Harvey. Yeah, I was going to say that 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 is you know I th- I generally I mean again this might be the Welsh bias but I do think Will Rollins is one of those players who'd improve pretty much any team he was in. I I think me and you had the discussion saying that England must be kicking themselves that they let him go to Wales because he's just unbelievable as a workhorse lock and actually can do some of the fancy stuff as well if he needs to. But yeah, go on. I'm, I'm excited he, to see he, this. He's the one who got Alan Wynne jones out of the Wales team. Insane yeah. no more. I think, if I can, I think Alan Wynne jones must be proud that Rollins took his place with such with such consistency and power. Yeah. Okay. The, the Portugal player that I would take for Wales I could choose Storty. Uh, I think a lot of Welsh fans would be very happy to have him. But Come on. Come on. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you something. In Wales, we say that we have number sevens for days. We, there are no bad number sevens in Wales. I moved Jack Morgan to number six to have Nicholas <laughs> at, at, at number seven for us. You can't Harry have doesn't it. like it. <laughs> well... The thing I liked about Martins is he's actually listed as a second row on the fantasy, so that meant I know, actually biggest had biggest gift a... of points ever. <laughs> yeah, it was you know that 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 helped. But I think he's. Do you know what I? I'm there thinking like you know like you know with what we want Christians it to be actually I'd quite, I quite I said I probably would have taken him maybe having the sit. But I mean I feel like 
you know, go on all Eddie Jones numbers backlines. For me personally, I mean, I was there thinking, like, I know Taj has announced his retirement, but I was there thinking, oh, can someone at the at, at the Arms Park find some, find some loose change and get him in, get him in, get Taj in? Because like, oh, if anything, okay, just change that's, at the Arms Park. That's, yeah, or only you know, only you know, maybe you know, there might be something under the carpet that uh, <clears> we call <throat> a pitch. Uh, but I think just seeing someone. I've never seen a hooker who is so physical, so brilliant. I mean, all the skill set, and I've not seen that man not smile. And like, yeah. I think he, and I think he has possibly the best photo on world rugby for all the players on all the squads. Because just seeing that beaming smile, you just it just makes you, it, you know, I, I I'm just grinning thinking about it. But yeah, I, <clears throat> I. Yeah, for me, I think it'd be Taja. I mean, as, as much as I love the hookers we have, I think there's just something about him I just love. And I'd love, I love the idea of having an exit strategy where the hooker, where the hooker looks like he's going to the back of a caterpillar wreck and then just hoofs it. Well, you want me? To, you want to? You, you want to make me cry, right? <laughs> um, I, I, well, uh, if I cry now, it's your own fault. But look. I've been, I've been, I, I think I can call myself a good friend of Mike Tadger. I'm a journalist first, but you can have friends as players uh, and be critical about it. I've criticized Mike sometimes in a line out throws because at some games he missed and he knows it. Better than anyone else, he knows it. And he, he has talked openly about it. But Mike is an inspirational guy. Uh, this is going to be a monologue of two minutes, if you let me. Can I? Hugh, no problem, I hope. Go for it, mate. Well, and look, I'm going to explain to you, and this is not, in the full interview, you can understand better, but Mike, why Mike smiles for Portugal? Because he loves Portugal. He loves the game. This game gave him everything, like proper everything. He loved every second of it. Um, this was his fairy tale ride uh, to finish in a World Cup, and I look. He retired four days, three days ago, on Sunday, and today he gave me an interview. We talked like for an hour, and it shows how. And I said to him, "So, so, Monsieur, I call him Le Monsieur, Monsieur. It's my nickname to to Mike." Um, how's retirement going? And he says, well, great, because now I can eat everything I want. I can do everything I want. And I am happy because it ended the way I wanted to. And when I asked him how it felt when you got outside of the pitch and everybody was like applauding, standing, he said, well, for me, I won't forget, forget it never because it was... Uh, the pinnacle of my career. And it was a moment that I felt like parts of Portugal, a, a, a country that I picked to play. He could have played for France at some certain point, but he chose Portugal. And look, this World Cup, it, it was just MVP all over him. Like every match, he excelled at it. That line out against Wales, it was in his head 
it was nicely done by Rafael Simões, but everything was strict. And I think Portugal going to miss Mike not because of the player, also because of the player, but because of the man, the human being that was him. Uh, there will be new future players, but Mike, Mike Taja is Mike, and I think everyone in Portugal will always remember him. Just to finish this monologue, when I was there in the airport yesterday, and I was there by accident, and hardly knows it, I had a, I was inside the plane to go to Madeira at 7 p.m., and EasyJet cancelled the flight in, inside the plane. So I said, okay, damn it, I'm going to wait for the players. And I heard, and when all of them came out, you could listen the the, the, the little kids and little girls saying, where's Mike? Where's Mike? Where's Chico Fernandez? Where they are? They were in France already. They didn't come to Portugal. And you see how big of impact a guy in, that never lived in Portugal. Uh -huh. Sorry. And for it's, it's Portuguese, Portuguese sports. Okay. I'm done. Now, yeah, I think, I, I, think, I think, you know, just 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 that speech and actually i don't know if anyone has seen the, the video because it's one of the few bits of content will rugby are allowing us to watch because i'm guessing there are no rugby balls in, in the site but yeah uh, the the portuguese players coming back and it's it's just so heartwarming i think this is you know i think everyone like, all agrees you know this is what this is what the world cup is and you know all the all the talk about blowouts and our team's competitive and should we go down to 16 and further close shop you know these these are the stories that make make you love rugby. And, yeah, yeah. It's you know, it's not seen like it's not always the you know as ruthless efficiency that Ireland and the All Blacks have shown, or or you know whether or it's you know the debate or you know really the debates of you know which of England's three half decent tens plays fullback, and and, and I tell, I'll tell you I tell you now if. The All Blacks or the Springboks win the, this World Cup, it will be less memorable than what Portugal did in Pool C. Yeah, I, I I completely agree, and I thought the exact same. You know, for me, my resounding memory of twenty nineteen is is Uruguay beating yeah. Fiji, and you yeah, know how Japan's well they. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, and you know things like Japan beating beating Ireland and Scotland. Despite Scotland trying to sue the weather to just to get the result they wanted, it turns out if they'd actually let let the game get called off, it'd been better for them. But it's it's just nice seeing the human aspect of it all, and it is. Know, I, mean, I think Portugal have just become so endearing. I mean, I think pretty much every podcast that's spoken about last weekend has mentioned it that Portugal are, are a bunch of mates who've gone to a World Cup and. You could tell the way they played, the fact that even when things went wrong, they were still happy and you know they were all all with each other. And I yeah, I I, 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 I sorry, sorry to get, have set you off again, Francisco. No, no, it, it's uh, I, it, it's yeah. inspiring. I, I genuinely, I I think it gets thrown about, but this Portugal if, team do restore your faith in in you know rugby as a what it can do off the field. If I have to cry, uh, I have no issues. It's going to be in a rap podcast because, or in a rock and roll, whatever, because it's the podcast I love in, in the UK and it's the perfect place to cry. So, uh, look, 
You're saying, mate, yeah. Look, Sorti came to France to start Francais uh, two years ago. And now he was, uh, last season, he was loaned to Béziers in the Prodeda, where he plays with Francis Fernandes. And Francis Fernandes um, adopted him. And sorry, it's this shows that uh, Portugal there has no boundaries. And when there was the 2016 World Cup, the football one, the men's football cup, sorry, uh, Stella, uh, I was pissed with some adverts in Portugal saying we are 10 million uh, supporting a national team. No, fuck, you're not 10. Sorry for the cursing, but you are not 10 million. You're 20 million. You have Portuguese in France, South Africa, Australia, Brazil, New Zealand, Japan. These people love more than more Portugal than the guys that were born here. I was, look, I was lucky enough to be born in Portugal. It was luck of the destiny. Mike was born in France. He chose to, uh, his father was Portuguese. Uh, uh, so Mike is called Mike Tadger Barbosa. And he chose to love Portugal. He chose. It was a decision. And the guy that makes a decision and sings the national anthem, and when gets outside of his last game, and uh, <clears throat> and, does, and does everything he can to not try and not crack down, shows that nationality doesn't doesn't know any boundaries. I don't get why people say you are you are only English or Welsh or Portuguese or Irish if you are born in there. No, mate, no, you aren't. Look. Um, you had so many players playing for Wales that were not playing in Wales and they were complete great, great servants of the game. And you will never, never, never forget about it. And I think it's so poor when we treat players like this. You understand? And for me, Portugal is a team, is a group of friends. My motto of it is a professional team with guys that connect. And that is the lesson we must take. Not close boundaries, not close, not do walls because it's going to be stupid. You know, um, do more questions because I can talk about the airport thing and how massive it eight can be for, for everyone. And let's talk about of, of the game. Oh, sorry. Uh, no, uh, yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm saying I'm not trying not to try not to bear fingers. You know, just hearing yeah, you yeah. full flow and just the passion is, yeah, this is what. You know, and I, th- I, th- I think you, know, you, you dipped on an, another, and I mean, I think you probably dipped on another issue about, like, particularly with the people, particularly in certain me- parts of the media who have a go at players because they weren't necessarily born somewhere or another. It's it's just so, you know, it, it, it's true. Like, just because you were born in one place doesn't mean, you know, I'm, like the Welsh get a cop a lot of it because you know a lot of their players were born in England because guess what. Wales is a poor country, so so people's parents had to move to get jobs. I mean, that's the reason why I'm here. Hugh Hugh's here through for university and and you know, came to Coventry University, and that's you know that's that's life. You've you've got to move around. You know, my daughter was born here in Devon. She's still well, she's still going to be she's still going to be captain in uh, Wales Wales women to a World Cup victory in in a, in a twenty years time. I'm looking forward to it, mate. Yeah, Flew worthy. Just just remember the name. 
not I'm pressuring my child in any way, shape, or form. No, you no. know, it's de- she's definitely not already been to more, you know, seen more rugby games and been to more live games than she is old. Admittedly, slept anyway, out. mate. I think we've uh, I think we've done it to death. I think we've uh, yeah. that yeah. is the most comprehensive tier two coverage of any podcast we'll ever do. Yeah, and I, 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 I don't, I'm not sure how long we're, how how long Francisco and is. So I think it's time to just say th- thank you for Hugh for stepping in at quite short notice to to come and to come and talk, and a, a huge thank you once again, Francisco. You're you're always welcome. Welcome around, and hopefully one day we'll, you know, hopefully we can do some more of these. Wait, when we get to rugby championship, bit. I know, I know, Lee's keen to have you on for the black for when black lines get yeah. get here. So yeah, so uh, thank you, thank you both. Thank you guys, and uh, uh, thank thank you for everyone who's listening slash watching. Thank you. listening to the rap podcast we hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed recording it please do rate us and tell your friends as it really helps us to grow and get better we'll be back next week with more of the same and until then enjoy your rugby sports social podcast network it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.